Quick shout out from our sponsor, Sheer ID. Are you trying to boost conversions to your Shopify store? Need to drive more customer loyalty? Get results fast by offering exclusive discounts to consumer communities with Sheer ID. Sheer ID helps verify students, teachers, military, first responders, and so much more of these groups. With Sheer ID, you'll get a verified match in seconds, and you can spit out an exclusive discount for customers on the spot. Try speaking directly to a new customer segment with this verifiable identity without adding friction to the shopping experience. Continue to drive incremental revenue in the next 90 days post-purchase with more tailored messaging for your email and SMS campaigns. I personally tested ShareID to see just how easy it was to get set up, and I was pretty much ready to go in under 15 minutes. The onboarding was simple enough for me to follow as a non-technical person. Go to sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Once again, that's sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. It's uh, great stuff. We both tried it. We both Dude, like it. it. Honestly, and... God, I've been drinking nothing else for three months. I you know, I think in like February, I tweeted saying I was having issues with caffeine. And I was just like a jittery mess. And Greg replied to me like, well, just try this. If it's no good, I'll refund you. Uh, honestly, I haven't stopped since. It's fantastic. I love it. Go to nowave.co and use pod 10 for 10% off your order. That is N-O-O-Wave.co and use code pod 10 for 10% off your entire order. Hello and welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if you're a second time listener, then thanks for coming back. We have Tom Brown and myself, Matt Lady, as your co-hosts. Each and every week, we will catch up and have an open forum discussion about how our businesses, brands, and our clients are doing, what's on our minds currently, what's top of mind, what are we struggling with lately, and we're all all in hopes to show you the ups and the downs of building a DTC brand. Tom, how's it going today, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Somehow it's Monday again. Weekend just disappeared, but yeah, pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Jamming away. Had a couple calls early, but yeah, we are uh, back there. at it. Yeah. So is this kind of a bit of a follow-up to episode one about why we would start a brand during a recession. So let's 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 follow up on that. Like, how would we think about a current brand going through a downturn like this? Where I'm gonna set the landscape, set the context up. There's, there's landscape of big brands, big businesses, cutting layoffs, cutting budgets, just 10% of workforce, 20% of workforce just laid off. Uh, funding partners, just money drying up. Uh, layoffs happening there, people going missing, not responding to new brands reaching out, just all sorts of different stuff. So recession is, is, seems pretty real. So where would you kind of start or where would you like to start? of how to navigate this as a, on the brand side? What have you done? What have you been talking about? It's, it's a good question, man. Um, in terms of like where to start, I've, I kind of dove into, I'll be honest, like I'm in the process of potentially selling like one of these brands. So, you know, I dove into our P&L quite heavily and I've really just been going through our numbers probably at a depth I should have been doing anyway, but it's, it's highlighted a lot of things, I'll be honest. Um, and yeah, off the back of that, I'm, I'm doing quite a lot. We've immediately cut quite a lot, you know, things that were perhaps nice to have, but weren't really contributing anything or, or things that were perhaps like duplicates. And funny, one of the first things that comes to mind is like, we have a reviews app. We use looks on that brand quite heavily, um, which I mean, a few months ago, looks introduced like referrals and stuff built into that, but we were still running referral candy, you know, which is like, you know, it's only like another $50 a month, but like it's another 50 bucks a month. The 
I mean, over the course of the year, I mean, that's, that's another five, $600 that we were spending unnecessarily. So it's, it's little things like that, that we're kind of starting to cut back on the flip side, you know, some of the apps where we're spending thousand, 2000, 3000 a month where, you know, there was a significant amount spent going through them. Those ones, we, it's, it's something I actually used to do for Shopify plus merchants in particular was like actually go in and negotiate with those suppliers, with those app partners and developers. And it can't be honest. It, it staggers me how many times you can actually get a deal. You can actually get some kind of like extended free trial. You can get like 50% off for six months just by asking. Um, and it's, it's something I've not done enough. I'll be honest in recent years, again, it, it really was, it was someone I used to do a ton with, with merchants, um, that were doing some serious volume of like, you know, I'm not kidding, like routinely going in and saving like 30, 40 K a year, which was, it was like a person's salary. It was huge. Um, either by just negotiating or looking at like, okay, what's the alternative in the market of, you know, something that maybe is only doing like 80%, but it's, it's 80% of like what we actually need as opposed to, you know, two grand a month, it's 200 bucks a month. There's, there's a staggering amount of savings that you can make just on like that little thing. Okay. Um, some of the things that can call me out, it's like, you know, there's, there's a ton of like new apps that have come up on the app store. I'll be honest. I have not looked at it in 12 months, really. You know, I kind of found what works for me, what was good, what I was just kind of used to and kind of diving back in and looking at you know, a lot of the services that I was paying hundreds of dollars a month for that are now free or, you know, like $9. It's, it's amazing how many thousands you can save every month just by doing that. That's a great place to start. That's an awesome place to start. So review your apps, review the tools, the softwares, either cut back or get deals or check out alternatives. Um, and so that's, that's great. And cause those keep working even when you're asleep, even when you're doing something else on the business. So it's important. It's good to have some need to have. Um, one thing to mention on top of that is, and we might get to it a little bit later, but I want speaking of apps. It might be thinking something like referral candy or social snowball where you haven't really put as much time and effort into your affiliate referral program. You're kind of just like, yeah, I threw it live. And like mm -hmm. sometimes people use it like one out of a, every hundred or every thousand customers like refers a friend, but like yeah. spending a little bit more time because you have more time than money uh, for most bootstrap brand founders is really thinking about like, how to optimize that referral and that affiliate strategy and like making mm. it seamless, making it easy, providing support, building out a, like a landing page for it, um, like whatever, just like thinking more thoroughly about that so that you're, instead of just dumping more money to uh, Mr. Facebook and Mr. Google, uh, you're paying your customers and, you know, like, hey, yeah. give, like, help us. So those are maybe customers you wouldn't have reached or just some money savings instead of having them convert on Facebook for a $50 CAC, you're paying mm -hmm. out $15, you know, that adds up over time. So just wanted to yeah. add my, add my two cents in there on that one. No, it makes a ton of sense. It, it actually, it kind of brings me back. There was like three, four weeks ago, we put up a post on, on Instagram. You know, we, we've been running dovetail for, I don't know, probably like six months at this point, but like, to your point, we never really did anything with it. We didn't promote it. It's just kind of sat in like the footer of the site and yeah, you know, we get a handful of people every week that sign up through it, which is kind of cool. But we're like, we should push this a little bit more. So, you know, Instagram post goes out and it's, it's the only link that we put in the bio is like this direct link to the ambassador page. And I'll be honest, I kind of forgot it was even there. So like three, four weeks later, you know, we're, we're getting like a handful that we would normally get over the course of a month, like every single day, which is fantastic. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to leave it because it's not like our conversions have dropped at all. In fact, I mean, they're up, which is great. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, that's cool. That's, that's smart. Um, 
And Dovetail is the one you're using for that. Nice. Um, okay. So then we, we talked about apps, tools, software. What, what else? Mm. Like, let's, let's take the next step into um, costs. Um, where, where do you want to go? Of um, kind of thinking about it, like probably what we've been doing a lot more with ad spend. And this isn't even a recent thing, but I'm starting to put more of a focus on it again. It's like the last 12 months is really just taking like more of the budget that we were spending on Facebook and driving that to SEO. Um, so again, the brand I'm kind of thinking about at the minute, like we took about 18 months ago, uh, brought Charles Instone on, who was just running like the SEO strategy for that. And he really built out like the entire play playbook for us to, for that, to go off, find writers, give them literally like a guide of exactly what we're looking for. Here's the headlines. Here's what we want to touch on. Um, he really built like a little process guide for us, which was phenomenal. We've been kind of using that ever since. So, you know, just pumping out like probably no more than four or five pieces a month, but putting budget toward that, putting budget toward like the writers for that. So it's high quality content that we think is really relevant to our audience that should also do a decent way of, of ranking. Um, and we're actually like, we're promoting those a lot more in emails, in texts, actually texts are performing really well, directing people straight to blog posts. I didn't expect it to, we kind of ran as a test. Um, and from like a sales point of view, that works really, really well. Um, I kind of like just doing more of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like think of stats exactly, but I know like our search volume is up significantly. Like, yeah, when I log in every day and look at like, what's the, the volume coming from organic search, it's, it's trending nicely. It really is. Okay. It's, okay. Where would, where would be a starting point if um, I'm thinking about, I just, I heard you say that. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like I've kind of thought about SEO. We've done some blogs, whatever. What, where would you like next step for a brand? Like I'm a, a founder. I just listened to Tom say this. That sounds cool. What, what, um, what, what's my budget? Like what's my next steps? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we started small. So it was, you know, simple things at first of just going into like your Google search console. If you've got that set up and just looking at like, you know, where are you already getting impressions, but perhaps not that many clicks or where are you getting some clicks, but you know, you're perhaps sitting on like page three or four, you know, and Google will give that a ranking based on your location. So if, for instance, for me, Talking in the UK, it's like, you know, I might have a thousand impressions, but I'm only getting like three clicks a month and I'm sat in like position 40. So it's like, I know there's decent impressions on this post and people are getting to page four, like they're finding us. So, okay, let's, let's put some more focus into whatever that term is that we're already ranking for and just try and propel that a little bit more. Um, that like, that's a good place to start. You can get, you know, a little more advanced with tools like SEM rush and stuff like that, or Ahrefs. Um, I, I you know, they vary between like 30 bucks a month into a couple hundred bucks a month, depending on really how deep you want to get into it. Uh, again, a little way to hack around that is frankly, just go to someone like Indeed or, um, you know, one of these sort of job sports that does SEO and frankly, just reach out and ask for it. Yeah, be cheeky, ask for an audit. And nine times out of 10, like they'll come back with a report of everything you're ranking on or where like this low competition keywords, you know, if, if you really want to be cheeky. Um, nothing to say you can't then hire that person because frankly, like there's, there's a lot of good people out on those sort of boards. There really are. We've, you know, with that sort of stuff, we're then either writing in-house and funny, I've actually been playing with a tool um, to kind of like build an outline, which is jasper.ai. You know, it's a copywriting tool. So I'm kind of yep. going into that, just building an outline and then handing that off to a writer. So you know, I'm not doing the whole thing through Jasper because it does seemingly get a little repetitive. You know, it works well to a point and you kind of, depending on how much time, like if you wanted to do this yourself, you totally could or like build the outline, build the kind of structure in Jasper and then edit it yourself. Um, but yeah, at the minute I'm, I'm kind of just building the outlines in there and then handing that off to a writer that we have. Sweet. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. And then uh, maybe if you wanted to slowly shift away some of your budget from Facebook, what would you say a starting point would be um, from like trying to in 
in terms of like thinking and planning ahead and like investing like what, like 10% into SEO? That's honestly, that's about where I'd be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of months we were doing this, it has been over like an 18 month period. I mean, we were only spending probably hundred, two hundred dollars a month on kind of the SEO side of things. And really like once we, once it became, came normal, like it's 200 bucks every month, 200 bucks every month, like, okay, let's double it and see if that does any more damage. And then, you know, once we got like three, four months in and actually saw, you know, we were getting impressions, we were getting organic clicks coming through. It's like, we should probably take this a little bit more seriously. You know, if we're spending like 20, 30 pounds to acquire a customer on Facebook, like if we can get 10 this month for the same cost, but it's 10 this month and then it's 10 next month and it's 10 the next month after, and we've only made like that one single initial investment. That's a huge return and it's significantly cheaper. That's huge. That <laughs> The way you said that and like phrased that is like, yeah, it's 10, but then it's also 10 next month and then 10 uh-huh. the month after. That kind of like, that kind of just clicked for me as just like, I've just been primarily like a media buyer and like being on that side of things for my clients. And it's like, I wish they could do more stuff like that. And like, please take some of the budget and like, go do that. That makes like my job way less stressful, like way less reliant on me um, and spending that money every month. And it just goes away. It's like you spend the money and then it goes to Facebook. That's it. Yeah. But if you invest it onto your own site, your own content. And then, like you said, just want to reiterate. Use it in your email newsletters. Send it on a text. Like that's you're already making content and branded content, and just repurpose it and use it again. Yep. And so, um, half the people who didn't open it this time, like send it to them in a few weeks and a month later. Like not everyone reads yep. everything from us. Like um, they don't. I mean, I mean, that's the other thing we're kind of doing with a lot of these blog posts is, you know, every time we're releasing one of these, we're then kind of going back to Clavio and looking at like, what's a welcome series. And then like, you know, we might have five or six emails in there, but it's right. You know, we're pulling people out as they spend. So, you know, if they make a purchase during the flow, they get ejected straight out of it. But if they haven't, I'm like, well, let's just drip feed these blog articles too. You know, so that goes from like five, six emails to 20 odd, you know, so if someone comes in and they're just not buying and they get like six months into the brand and they're still not buying, like, they're still getting these blog posts for them. It, you know, it seems like new content for us. We produced it a year ago. Wow. That's yeah. That's super smart. Um, yeah. Cause then they'll, your flow will, will kick them out if they purchased and then it's yeah. no extra work on your end. It's just repurposing and reusing and trying to get that touch point back in front of them. They don't know. They don't know any different. <laughs> so nope. uh, that's that's a really good point. That's really neat. A quick reminder from our sponsor, ShareID. Find your next lifetime customers by providing verified discount codes based on occupation or life stage. Speak directly to veterans, students, teachers, first responders, and continue to tailor your messaging to them in the future with post-purchase emails and text messages. Make them feel seen with your brand by using ShareID to seamlessly verify their email in seconds during the purchase process. Go to shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Just a little reminder that No Wave is the coffee for creativity, which us D2C folks need plenty of. Their signature flow state coffee is organic ground coffee with L-theanine. This is shown to help lower anxiety, improve brain function, and sharpen your focus. Tom and I have both tried it and have made it our coffee of choice when cranking on ad accounts and planning for big events like Black Friday. It's the perfect way to kickstart your workday, whether you're at the office or working from home. Go to nowave.co and use pod 10 for 10% off your order. That is N-O-O wave, 
Co and use code POD10 for 10% off your entire order. Okay, so we, we talked about software, tools, apps, SEO, kind of navigating paid spend a little bit more. What, where else would you go? What else would you try to, try to recommend or talk, want to talk about? Um, I mean, this one, I, I definitely can't take credit for. This was working with Kinship that actually put me onto influencer seating in a big way. Um, that has helped. I'm not getting a ridiculous amount. One in terms of like just the sheer volume of content that we get back from seating. I mean, we're still doing it. We're not doing it with Kinship at this point. We're kind of just moved it in back in-house. Um, but the sheer volume of UGC that we could then get that we can run with permission um, as Facebook ads. And frankly, again, like in organic socials, in blog posts, all over the website, you know, for lifestyle imagery, it has paid dividends enormously. Um, for anyone that doesn't know like what I'm talking about with kinship and influencer seating, it's basically the premise of finding who your, your ideal customer is, going onto Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and finding out who those people are. And it's, it's anyone from ideally like 5,000 followers up to sort of 50 to 100,000 followers. So it's micro influencers. And we're basically then just reaching out via yeah, by, excuse me, DM, by email, or really just any means we can find contact details for them. And just offering to send them a gift of our product for free, no strings attached. We're not asking them to post. It's just, you know, we would just love for you to have this. There's absolutely nothing we're expecting back. Um, with Kinship, and we're still trying to hit these kind of metrics, we were seeing, so we're reaching out to about 500 people a month. On average, I think we were getting about two to 300 that would respond, which is pretty good. Um, and then about 70 to 80% of those would say yes to receiving a gift from us. Okay. And then again, probably about 30 to 40% of those every month would post content at least once. And in fact, it's, you know, 12 months later, we're like from having started this process, we are still getting those original influencers posting images of our wow. product, posting videos, reels, stories. It, it's honestly has paid so much dividends. It's a little insane. And yeah, we've built so many good relationships off the back of it. You know, people that have then become brand ambassadors have gone on to become affiliates, you know, because we built that initial relationship and got them really to fall in love with the brand and fall in love with the product before we ever asked for a thing. You know, it wasn't transactional. And no. genuinely, we weren't expecting anything back. You know, whether, whether they just took the product and hopefully they loved it and maybe they went and told like two friends or they took it, you know, down to a bar or down to the pub or out for dinner, it kind of came up in conversation. Amazing. If it didn't, okay. You know, it was just the cost of product and shipping. So it didn't really cost us enormously. So uh, I'm stealing from uh, Sean and Sam from uh, My First Million. No public math. But if I'm doing math correctly, you're getting about 50 to 75 pieces of content back on average. Minimum. Per, yeah, yeah, minimum. Yeah, on a on a bad month. So that's that's four to eight per week. And well, like five to ten per week. And that's a lot. That's just in itself, organic posts. And those are assets that you can use on email, SMS, website. And like you said, even for ads with permission. So uh, that's really good. That's really neat um, process there. And it's the cost of the product. And if you have 80% yeah. net margin, you can send out five products. <laughs> and you know, if you acquire one customer from out of five people, then it paid for itself. And then you mm -hmm. get the content back. And so there's just a bunch of different ways to think about, um, you know, marketing, distributing your brand. And if your product and your brand, you think is it's good as you think it is, then what better way to just say, Hey, here's the product, like try it out. And this could yeah. be, this could be even better if you are a, uh, consumable or, um, subscription kind of thing. Cause then you yeah, get that definitely. LTV in play, that repurchase ability. 
Um, not as good for one-time purchases, but could still still be valid. So um, mm. really good stuff there to uh, talk about. So that's those are some things that we would recommend and doing doing anyway, but especially in the coming months as you're looking about cutting costs, trying to save some money, trying to think about distribution uh, besides more money on paid. So and any final thoughts on that before we jump to the next uh, kind of topic? Um, I mean, the only thing, again, I would say is I, there's, there's still an amazing amount of brands I come across that are so reliant upon Facebook. You know, it's the only place they kind of run paid media. That they're not doing anything with Google or anything else where it's, you know, it's such high intent that I, it baffles me a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but equally, you know, I'm, I'm just as guilty of it. You know, we run like a small budget. It's kind of like just a last ditch catch effort to pull anybody that's perhaps, you know, gone through Facebook and then looking for the brand or, you know, looking around the brand for competitors. You know, we, we bid pretty highly on that stuff. But this, I know there's definitely more volume there that we should be capturing. And again, we've, we've been so reliant upon Facebook. It's just this wonderful machine to bring us customers that we are definitely missing out on efficiency. And, and that's something I need to start looking at properly again over the next few months. Yep. Yeah. Google, um, demand capture and you get the retargeting. Um, Google Shopping Max is like being rolled out and stuff. So a lot of changes there. Um, not Google paid ads, but GA4 instead of Google Analytics. Mm -hmm is uh, imminent. So a lot of changes and so stuff to dig in there to be on the lookout for. Okay. So that's, that's kind of a good recap and good stuff to follow up from episode, the first episode from last time. So now let's start talking about, and you mentioned this already, but selling a brand, you uh, have grown, you've started, you've grown brands, but this is, I believe one of the first times you've gone through the selling process. And mm -hmm. you said that there's a lot of surprises. There's a lot of questions that were asked of you and a lot of learnings from this experience. So, Tom, what the heck are you doing selling your <laughs> brand? What's going on? Tell us about it. I'll be honest. I am, I'm still caught somewhere in between. Um, I, I was... a. I was kind of planning to sell like this brand in like 2023. I was kind of thinking like, you know, cut back as much efficiency, you know, make it as efficient as possible this year in 2022, get to like early 2023 and then look at, okay, you know, is there an acquisition? Is that possible? And honestly, I, it got to a point, I was, I was curious of like, is the demand even there for this brand? You know, does anyone even want to buy it? Because if I'm doing all this work and going up to 2023, am I wasting my time? <laughs> I don't think I am, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, what offer would somebody make me right now? So I, I kind of got like a few valuations and stuff done. Um, spoke to two ton of different brokers who, of course, all offer all different manner of services and introductions and everything else that comes with M&A. Um, ended up settling on MicroWire. I'm like, oh, I'll give these guys a go. It's the one everyone keeps talking about, particularly for e-com and SaaS products. Yeah, no fees to the to the seller. Um, but Jesus, yeah, it's a learning curve. <laughs> this will this will be my first time selling a brand. And yes, I've I've only listed on MicroWire for now. I put it up the first day. Um, uh, basically like a four times net profit, um, about 0.6 of revenue. And yeah, I, I figured like that, that was a fair valuation. And it certainly seemed to be, I got like six people reach out on day one. So I, almost went, I took the listing down. I'm like, I just want to focus on these six. You know, if they go nowhere, I'll put it back up and keep going. Um, but that was, it was kind of a lot, I'll be honest with day one. Like I'm still running everything else in sidelines. Like I got to try and focus on this as well at the same time. And my God, the amount of back and forth. I mean, I put a lot into the product description, a lot into like the deck, as much as I was transparent and open and honest as I possibly could be. But good Lord, the amount of questions coming back and forth is unreal. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm kind of in the process right now of actually finding someone 
an advisor through microacquire to kind of just help me with this process one just to filter people out that perhaps i'm not a good fit um but two just to to take some of that work off my shoulders because yeah. the, the sheer volume that comes back is unreal so it's a almost a full-time job to be able to sell the brand so you can then have the money that you already put into this brand and actually yeah. get it back so okay it's funny, cool. the, the best way i heard someone describe it it was probably a couple of years ago was like it's like doing your taxes every day for a year and it i, I didn't believe them honest to god i like yeah it can't be that painful really can't be that painful i mean we've got like two products you know, it's a very simple business it's not that complicated <laughs> everything is kind of outsourced yeah there's nothing that's done in-house so like yeah. you could kind of walk into this and just start it tomorrow and just take over right that's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and and you've we've talked about it a little bit off off the show so far, but it, it allowed you to learn a lot of different stuff of what buyers are looking for, what metrics they care about, and then you even mentioned before like cleaning up processes and standard operating procedures, and like yeah, even cutting back costs. Like it look really like you said, looking through that PNL even more. So what's what what's one of the things you found interesting so far that was like kind of a, oh, I, like you guys care about this stuff or like this is something you're asking about. Um, maybe I should think about this more. Um, um, it's funny, like, so I'm based in the UK. The brand is very much targeted and based in the UK and yeah. doing quite a lot of volume into Australia at the same time. I must admit, I straight off the bat figured like, you know, I'm only gonna really take sensible offers from UK buyers. I couldn't really, in my head, you know, I was stuck of like, why would anyone in the US or Australia or anywhere else be really interested in buying this? And it was only kind of after talking to a few of them, you know, just get on calls and then talking to micro acquire and one of the advisors over there, like you've run this business from anywhere. Like you've been in the States for four weeks and the business is fine. Like you're going to get offers from abroad. It was such a like monumentally daft <laughs> oversight by me. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to look at anyone that's outside the UK because they're my people. Sure. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm still learning this e-com game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, that's, yeah. that's good to know. Um, and if so, you said you're on the fence and you've been kind of going back and forth. And yeah. I, I told you my opinion, and I'll kind of summarize it uh, for on the show is that if it's this much effort and uh, a lot of time and energy being spent onto just trying to sell the brand, you can now mm -hmm. understand and like almost cut your losses on trying to sell it right now and just keep operating it at a more efficient rate and yeah. think ahead to when you want to sell it next year and you'll have much more of a, a better understanding. Like this is just a taste test and um, you'd be able to get quite a bit higher uh, valuation at that point. Um, and you know what to look out for. You, you save time the next time you do it. Uh, I know I'm sometimes I get like pot committed to like something, oh, I gotta see it through. Like I gotta finish it mm -hmm. no matter what. So like, I, I understand that like, it's truly like a logical fallacy, a sunk cost fallacy. Like I know that's a thing. So, um, or maybe finding one of one of your uh, good b buddies to help you partner on it, take over some of the time and effort to, uh, and you can keep running your other stuff. Um, there's, there's, I think there's just a lot of flexibility and um, especially if you can go to UK or maybe expand to the US, I don't really know the, the details of the brand yet, but I just think there's a lot of opportunity and mm. knowing um, know, knowing you so far and what I've learned about you is I think you could just keep it and like make it even bigger, make it even worth, make it more worth that struggle <laughs> that you're going through right now. So yes. that's just kind of my two cents. And like, 
Um, and the last thing I'll add is unless you have your next plan, your next play already set up and you're like, cool, you got it. Like this was good. See a brand. And then you get your lump sum. <laughs> you want that lump sum. You want that big chunk of change to go after that next thing um, as a launching point. Then yeah, that's where I would go with that. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I, this is kind of what I'm like. So torn, you know, it's, that's kind of the attractive part is, you know, it's this lump sum of cash. It's like, you know, it, it kind of completes the story in some ways. Um, and I, I kind of like, you know, the idea of that is very appealing. <laughs> and then there's the other part of me is like, well, you know, hypothetically, I'll probably make that money back in like two to three years. So, you know, is it worth just keeping the brand and just like you kind of inferred earlier of like actually building out really solid processes and SOPs and making sure that everything is run as efficiently as possible and really putting that focus on the brand. Because the joke is like, at that point, that profit would probably come in under two years. You know, it would just cash flow that. It's, I don't know. Damn, I'm torn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm not trying to make you make a decision right in the second, but it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just interesting, man. Um, so what, what would you, what are your initial learnings and like insights or lessons so far that you kind of want to, if you're, someone's thinking about it or they're looking to, maybe you don't have as much experience buying. So maybe not from that perspective, mm. but just from if you're thinking about selling your brand or like you're planning to sell in the next six, 12 months. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, P and L is a very, very, very big one. Um, I think that has changed a lot over the last year or two. You know, we're no longer looking at like multiples of revenue. Like this really is multiples of profit. Um, so if profits are thin or you're not profitable, like that is definitely somewhere to focus. Um, you know, if you think you're going to list a micro choir because like you're doing a million in top line, but you're like, your profits are actually 10 grand a year a best like you might get 30 40k for that brand which seems absurd yeah but like you are looking at like a three to five multiple i from from everything i can gather from talking to different brokers um like it's not like you're going to get a 0.6 multiple or a 1x multiple on an e-com store that might be true for SaaS, but on an e-com store at this point unless you have one heck of a brand that's just not the valuation you get anymore it, it really is driven off profits and it, it should be um that's kind of the first thing the second thing like and again it makes sense like Investors, buyers, private equity firms, aggregators, they're looking for like, what's, what's the next step that you're looking to take? You know, what's, who's the audience? What are the next like two to five products that you've been looking at rolling out? What stopped you from doing it? Um, where is there perhaps more efficiency to be made? You know, have you guys got a marketing agency, a marketing team? Like, is there big overheads that perhaps they could absorb and take that on? So like, make that very clear. Um, mm -hmm. Something I did actually in our P&L that I'm, I'm kind of sharing like two versions. I've got like the regular P&L. And then I've got PL with basically like ad backs. So that's everything of like, you know, my salary, um, VAs, agencies, all that kind of thing. Basically at the bottom is listed as like, you know, these are essentially like expenses that the buyer, if they've got an in-house team can take off. So it's actually more profitable. I see. If you already have yeah. a team that can take yeah. it over. That's smart. That's cool. Okay, nice. So three to five times, uh, probably a net profit. If you're mm -hmm. kind of at a year, if you're at a million dollars or lower, I know if you get more in top line and higher profit and depending on the year, like how many years the brand's been going, I know some of those variables yeah, might change, but, yeah. but, and then, um, yeah. And then considering trying to make it easy for them to see the difference of like, here's the actual bare bones of the brand. And then here's like the other expenses. So mm -hmm. two, two versions essentially of a PL or just making it really clear, um, on one of them, uh, kind yeah. of maybe, maybe just adjusting it or, editing it out. Okay. So yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. The other thing I would add is like, don't hide anything. 
for the love of God, like it can be stupid stuff. Like your investors are going to go to Instagram. They're going to go to Snapchat, TikTok. Like they're looking at everything before they even make an offer. Um, I mean, we've had silly things like people just looking at the packaging and kind of questioning that, like, you know, is that certain size, you know, does that actually fit like that cost with Royal Mail? Like it, it does, but I, I can verify that for you, <laughs> but it's, you know, things that I didn't even think would come up if people are like literally going to our Instagram, looking at tag photos, going into the influencers, seeing what the influencers actually think before they even talk to us, which is, is fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> your, your, your brand's already public. You're already all over what the all over the web and social media and stuff, but they're one of the few people besides yourself that are going to mm -hmm. go through everything. They're going to dig. <laughs> because it's, it's about to become their brand and yeah. their business and their profit and or liability. So they're going to mm -hmm. do, they're going to do their due diligence and check all that stuff. So I think that's just a good reminder. Um, good, good insight there. So anything you want to uh, wrap up with that? Any last thoughts? Um, otherwise I think we're just about set. No, I mean, really, like, I'm, I'm still at the moment in the midst of it. So I, I will definitely keep you posted as, as more of that goes on. And if I make a decision to actually pull it off micro and, and just keep going, I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll make another episode. We'll make another segment. We'll, we'll keep you all updated. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode number two of the Brand Builders podcast with me and Tom. If you, uh, if you liked it, let us know. If you didn't like it, let us know. We want to, we want to hear, we want that feedback. If you have questions, if you want free consulting, if you want us to just jam on your business, uh, an idea, a problem you're having, DM us, tag us, reply to us on Twitter, whatever you need. Uh, we would love to help you out that way too. So we're going to kind of do a mix of episodes in different styles over the coming weeks and months. So let us know. Leave a rating review if you liked it. If not, catch you on the next one. Thanks.